Good evening. It is Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. It's about 8.30. I've been down here for about a half hour. Um, thinking about putting together uh, today's today's topic. And... This anger that's been kind of overwhelming recently uh, somewhat came back today uh, on my way home. Um, you know, spent about 12 hours today working and uh, driving the 1992 Toyota Corolla on I-70, coming down, coming down the mountain a little bit hot. Uh, state state trooper came in and got me so. Um, it was clear this guy was not in the mood uh, f- to help anybody out. Um, I stayed as calm, cool, as collected as I could. Um, and then got a ticket. So decided not to sign the ticket and uh, probably going to go let them uh, prove that I was going 87 in a 1992 Toyota Corolla wagon. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> but uh, immediately that anger kind of came back. And um, today was day four of running every day this week, no matter what. And I wanted to go back to yesterday because yesterday was raining. Um, it was not a sprinkle. It was not a calm rain, but it was uh, windy and rainy and cold. And um, the voice in my head was, you know, maybe you don't need to run today. You can run more tomorrow, and uh, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be okay. So the topic of today's um, discussion is how to kill the accuser. And there's occasionally a voice that comes into my head and sometimes it's a voice um, that comes from others. And sometimes it's the people closest around you that uh, begin to accuse and attempt to lodge doubt in your in your mind and I've had this happen most recently with myself uh, the fact that I feel like I'm just not good enough that I can't quite uh, do what I'm trying to do and that voice is always there and you just occasionally let it uh, sink into what you believe, but I figured it out, and that's how to kill the accuser. So, I was listening to uh, a teaching this morning, and it struck me, and there's, in in Second Timothy, it's Um, seven strengths of a faithful minister 
and I've been listening to this series, and I finally got to the last, the last episode, and it's it's son be a strong doulos, and doulos is a Greek word, and the word means slave, <laughs> and you know that's the literal literal meaning bond servant slave there's one other word it's translated into and the thing that that I realized um I want to I want to take you to a couple verses so you'll you'll just have to be patient with me as I flip to them but uh the first one is just is just in second timothy chapter 2 and it's verse 24 and the servant of the lord must not strive but be gentle unto all men apt to teach patient in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves if god peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth that's 24 and 25 I like reading 25 because meekness is not as we know the word today. Um, meekness is having a sword but sheathed, knowing how to use it. It's basically knowing how to be dangerous but having the control. If you can think of the most inspiring people those you look up to, heroes, you might say, are those that have the ability to take you down, but you respect them enough that you'll never get to that point. I want to go back to servant, that word, and the servant of the Lord, that's the word that is doulos. Now let's go back to Exodus to see back in the Old Testament what this word doulos mean. And it's Exodus chapter 21. And we start in verse 2. If you buy a Hebrew servant six years, he shall serve. And in the seventh, he shall go out free for nothing. If he came in by himself he shall go out by himself if he were married then he, then his wife shall go out with him if his master had given him a wife and she have borne him sons or daughters the wife and her children shall be her masters and he shall go out by himself and if the servant shall plainly say i love my master my wife and my children i will not go out free then his master shall bring him unto the judges. He shall also bring him unto the door or unto the doorpost. And his master shall bore his ear through with an awl and he shall serve him forever. So think of the mind picture. I immediately thought of this picture. And the word of most importance here is if he shall plainly say that plainly is freely if he shall freely say and that's a free 
choice, free choice, will, that he loves his master and chooses to serve him, then he's marked out. And there's that ear marking with the owl. And it's nothing more than a piercing, practically. And there's nothing more than that. So, to take you to New Testament, Galatians 4, chapter 7. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Galatians 4, 7. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, doulos, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So that brings me back to my creed, heir of God. We are sons of God, no longer servants. The interesting thing is that there's two things in play in this New Testament lifestyle that we live after the day of Pentecost. And the two things in play is that we are a son, and because of that relationship to God, we choose by our freedom of will to be a doulos, a servant, a slave. A doulos. <laughs> so, how do I relate this back to how to kill the accuser? It's because the accuser will always tell you you're not worthy. You're not able. And the only way to get beyond that to get through that is knowing that that's not true. And the only way you know that not, that that's not true is knowing that you're a son of God and by your freedom of will you've chosen to serve. So, I want to run back to the three past days of of running and not quitting. So Sunday was the last, the last podcast, and uh, we went through um, kind of the difficulty of of the solar um, adventure per se. So I fixed the controller Sunday, and then went for my run. Monday was about a twelve-hour day. And came home. I had to try something. So. um, I don't think I was able to do anything on Monday. But I ordered a multimeter. um, To be able to test the voltage and amperage coming from the panel. And I also ordered some new connectors. 
uh, for the solar panel. So I would be able to basically one of the connectors had broken. It still connected, but I wasn't sure it was giving a good connection. So overnight, Amazon came through again and the multimeter showed up Tuesday morning. And so just yesterday, I was able to put that multimeter on the panel. Um, and this was after my run. The first thing I did when I got home yesterday, because it was raining, was go run. And I'll tell you, it was, I was thinking about it on my way home, and that voice came into my head. And it was basically the, the accuser's best friend which is how to be comfortable. Your mind will always, always point you towards how to be comfortable instead of how to push your limit. So I decided to fight back against that voice. And first thing I did, I couldn't do anything else. I was on my way home and it was just pouring rain. And I decided that if there was one thing that was going to make my day any better, it was to go run. Because I know that there's going to be a few things that I, that I pull back to that I recall when I uh, do this 62-mile race. And this week is going to be one of them. And if I didn't run today or yesterday or the day before or the day before that, then I wouldn't have done what I said I was going to do. And this race, it's a race against myself and my own determination. I feel like this race is going to be about 40% physical. My physical stature, I believe, is, is already there. And it's going to be about 60% mental. So... I've started to kind of analyze the race a little bit, but it's a 15 and a half mile loop. So it's kind of perfect for the for the 62 mile <laughs> total. And I didn't I didn't want to basically half my ultra first experience. This is my first ultra. I wanted to actually suffer. So there's a difference between willingly suffering and being forced into it. And I think when you willing, willingly go into suffering is when you actually grow. When you're forced into it, a lot of the times you're constantly fighting it. And it allows you minimal growth. If you're voluntarily accepting it then you grow so I wanted to add that in to the killing the accuser because he doesn't want you to get any better and he's always going to want you to be comfortable if you're comfortable you're never getting any better and that's exactly what the accuser would want so I recalled on that yesterday's drive home that was going to be the one thing that was going to make my day 
any better. And so I got home, I think, right before 7, and I took off at 7. And I'm not sure exactly when I got back. These last three runs, except for today, I didn't track my time. I didn't feel like having time be a part of it. Today I looked at my watch when I left, and I looked at my watch when I came back. I left at 6.58 minus 10 seconds, and I made it back at 7.38 on the dot. And I'm thinking I paused for about 10 seconds waiting for traffic. So I'm calling it a 40-minute, 5-mile, 8-minute miles. <laughs> Nothing special, but good for day four. Um, every day, Sunday through Tuesday through Wednesday now, I've been doing my standard five-mile loop. I was debating whether or not um, I was going to get into a different uh, location today. And because I had left around 6 o'clock from work tonight, I decided just to come home. And there was the possibility of uh, getting my solar panel, actually my amperage, checked. That was the other issue. Is when I was testing the panel Tuesday night, it was after the run and there was no sunlight left. So I put a, I, I have a pretty good light underneath my carport. So I was actually able to measure voltage. Um, maybe it's watts. I think it's volts. Um, Lily just showed up in the room and the door is locked and I have no idea how she got in here. Lily, where did you come from? So this is Lily. Lily, say something. Lily. Lily. Okay, she's not being very vocal right now. But she just came in through the ceiling. Okay, so lost my train of thought, but so I was able to test the voltage, but no amperage last night, and I think that was the initial problem, was I wasn't getting any amperage initially, and then I pulled the blanket off, and I heard a pop, blew my controller, so now the controller is back to fixed, quote-unquote, and um, I'm still testing it. I, I, I decided I, I didn't have anything to do with it tonight because due to my infraction with the law, um, I was unable to get home before sunset, really. I got home at 7 o'clock, well, a little bit before 7, and then took off to run. Um, so I'm not going to do anything with it today. But the next step is basically testing whether or not I have any amperage to charge. So I did send uh, the company an email because I, I was doing some reading on this charger yesterday. And what I found out was that the, the gentleman who sold me this solar is not very helpful. And I'm thinking about starting a solar company because... Um, I could do it way better than this guy, and I would be much more helpful 
with setting this up, um, helping people kind of understand what they actually need to do. The guy gave me a diagram, and I've called him. Uh, I haven't called him in the past three days because he's, he's just unfriendly and unwilling to really help. He, he's always in a very rush uh, to get off the phone when I call him. And so I've decided that customer service would be my uh, key to the solar business because really um, I've emailed the company I bought this controller from after reading that even so the gentleman told me if I cross the polarity of the wire that would allow the solar panel voltage to go or I guess amperage to go directly into the um, controller without you know the fuse is on the positive side so if I had it flipped which I didn't he initially uh, wired the 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 wires to hook up to the panel backwards so that's why I was getting no no power no voltage to begin with and then I crossed them and then I had voltage and so long story short is I'm still very much in the testing phase but I'm I am over the anger of the whole situation so I'm moving forward um, again I think it just takes some time so um, you know occasionally that that voice of the accuser comes in and says you won't figure this out and uh, you know it's funny because that voice showed up in this guy who uh, who sold me this stuff and you know he told me well you blew the controller because you crossed the polarity and the truth of it was is that he had not wired the two wires that he sold me properly to hook up black being positive and white being neutral and okay Lily's going back up into the ceiling and so and then when I did flip them and it blew my controller so talking to the electrician on site he told me you know you probably have a dead short which means basically you know one of the one of the wires is crossed or something on the circuit board is connected that shouldn't be and <laughs> so I'm gonna see if I can just send it back I'm gonna explain to them hey I thought this was my mistake blowing the fuses but your manual your manual states that even if you cross polarity it's protected and it will not blow it up so that was the accuser coming in was telling me that I made the air to blow up the controller and then initially I accepted that as fact and um, went and you know spent a little bit more money and more time to go try to fix it which incredibly I did so um, that's the never quit mentality and don't give up is that even when somebody tells you something that's wrong you can go and fix it so it's not always the most negative um, factor in life, but you have to begin to recognize when that is coming into your head. And I want to touch kind of the last topic on the accuser is friendships and relationships. And there's two specific 
um, instances that I recall where um, both really close people in my life and both were um, lodging doubt into my head about how um, a decision that I had made about how it could possibly be a wrong decision and this is a decision that could not be once I once you make a decision it's it's done there's no going back there's 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 no way out of it so if somebody were to try to convince me that this 60 mile race was just terrible for my heart for my body that I would never be able to do it that would be exactly what I would expect because there's going to be somebody out there who just doesn't want you to do what you know what you have been called to do so don't let that begin to override what you have decided and it'll come from the people closest to you. It will come from deep within. That you just don't know how you're going to do it. And I'm thinking of another great, uh, great saying or quote. And it's he who has a why can bear any how. And I remember Chili talking on one of the podcasts, the uh, the Three of Seven podcast, and he was he was he was saying, you basically have to have a how. Well, you have to have a why and a how. And if you have those two things, you'll you'll succeed. And it's simple, but it's not easy. And I think. A, a, an even clearer more more articulated view of it a clearer picture a more defined a more resolute higher resolution way to way of saying that is if you have a why you can bear any how so have have a why 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 am i doing this and i've been thinking about that reason why why would i want to go run an ultra and suffer for 12 14 18 hours who knows how long it's going to take me and the one the one reason I can concretely say is I don't have the option not to. I truly believe this is what I have to do. So if somebody told asked me why, I would respond with because I have to. And I would say that that is the same the same mentality as the doulos and somebody would ask i'm sure a slave 
why he would choose to become a marked out doulos and I don't think his response would be because he had to but his response would be something to that sort is that there was no better option and that's not saying it quite correctly it's that that is the very best option for me and it's specific to the instance maybe you're called to go hike the Appalachian Trail <laughs> maybe you're called to go into the army the Marines maybe it's to be a doctor or a teacher and you would wonder why people would do that and I think they would tell you the fact is that they didn't have an option otherwise if they would have done anything else they would have felt lacking maybe that's the way the bond servant would feel is if I did anything else I would be lacking that's truly how I feel when I think about my calling to minister to try to help those looking for their calling is <laughs> I recall Goggins uh, really got into him for about six months, you know, two, two and a half years ago after I read Can't Hurt Me. In one of his interviews, he said he had this mind picture of meeting God at the pearly gates and he had a list. And that list was what he could have been what he should have been and I'm starting to see that list for myself and I have no other option but to complete and to rise up so I would I would suggest all <laughs> hopefully all listening to kill the accuser and rise up to your calling because I don't want to feel like you're lacking Lily is close to a exposed electrical wire she's rubbing herself on it so I'm gonna pause and probably end this um, I'll Oh, thank God. Okay, those wires are capped. <laughs> I was seeing her. I was seeing her next to a dead electrical wire, and then the live side right next to it, and I couldn't see the live ends, but they're capped. So, thank God. Okay. Well, we're still right there, man. Recap. The comfortable voice is not the voice you listen to. The accuser 
is the voice you kill. Become the doulos that you know is deep within and rise up to your calling. Remember that we are not servants, we are sons. Love you guys. We'll talk Sunday.